Sometimes what we've been believing for is so close to showing up in our lives that all we need to do for the manifestation is make a slight adjustment in what we're saying. Today, the infinite power of communication to make the invisible visible to manifest our best lives in three, two, one. Pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers, leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. Greetings, KB Creatives. I'm Stephen Kenyon. Glad you could join us from all over the world for another day's journey into the adventure of manifesting abundance. If you'd like to send an email, send it to kineticbelief at stephencanyon.com. StephenCanyon.com is the website. Hello, Miss Maggie. Hello, sir. First impression, ma'am. Yeah. 115 degrees. A little, a little warm. A little, little on the warm I side. Need, you need some water. That's a biscuit maker. Oh my goodness! You don't scorching. You don't need any flour. I don't. I don't think this is normal <laughs> for Sedona, is it? I thought the I high know, was. No, no. I mean, I know it's usually well, hot, it's not. but. No, no, apparently not. I think they're breaking heat records all over the world. I I saw in Paris, in London, and in Flagstaff, uh, in Phoenix, in Sedona. Yeah. Yeah. It's. It's scorching all over the world. But we came up with an answer. (laughs) We sure did. We just uh, came down from the mountain above Flagstaff, Mm -hmm. Arizona, to escape from the heat, where it was 40 degrees cooler. Didn't it feel so good? Oh, delicious Yeah, but you know what I enjoyed probably as much as the temperature change was the forest of Aspen. Beautiful. Amazing. Gorgeous. Huge What a place to hike, right? And there's nothing like the aspens when they come down and they meet that bed of fern. There's all this fern growing and then the white aspens and oh, just beautiful. I actually uh, posted a video of it on Instagram. Mm. So if you want to see where we were, go to Instagram. I want to see. At Stephen Canyon. (laughs) I'll show it to you. The one thing that I wish that we had taken along with us were our hammocks. Yes. Who knew? Who knew that we were going to be in a place like that? That was overwhelming. I think an aspen is probably the best tree. Uh, yes. To, to put it. Absolutely. Don't you, don't you agree? Absolutely. God, they were beautiful. Well, and what other tree is just that has that white, creamy color? So it just really sets off against the green. Um, no wonder people paint them all the time. What a what a perfect subject. But a refreshing of the spirit of the soul. Mm-hmm. It was a huge, uh, a, a, a huge release of of. Um, uh, this pent-up need for uh, internalizing the new creative expressions of the day. And it's like a hygge, but in the forest, right? A hygge space <laughs> yes. in your home, but you take it outside. It is funny how whenever we go out, we always sort of laugh and say, can't we just live here? <laughs> can't we just live out in the forest? Well, but you know, what's really fun is that uh, before we did the hike, we actually take a, a little table and we go out into the woods yeah. and we set the table up and we set our laptops yes. on the table and it's just like an office and we're working there under the canopy yeah. of the forest and the cool breeze blowing through Ugh. and we have our chairs and our so cooler fun. we've got our music going and it's, <laughs> it's just, pretty there's amazing our office out in the forest. <laughs> just right so we can work there mm, beautiful Pretty awesome. blessed, right? Absolutely. You know, and um, one of our listeners had a great question. Uh, Jennifer, hey Jennifer, she wrote in saying, I know you always say that words are things, so I should be speaking as if I already have what I'm believing for. I'm believing to get married. My problem yeah. is people are always asking me if hmm. I am married. Hmm. Great question. And in order to not lie, should I say, no, I'm single? Or is there a way I can rephrase that so that I'm not contradicting my desire? 
I'm trying to turn my response into a positive response, but the perfect one is just not coming to me. I don't want to speak a contradiction to what I am hoping for, believing for. Wow. Fantastic question. I like how nitty gritty this question is. It's so specific mm-hmm. to our day in and day out uh, lifestyle. Question. Yeah, sure. Yes, Jennifer, the words that we speak are things. And what I mean by that is whatever we talk about certainly creates the life that we experience. Now, notice the things in your life. Look around at all this stuff. Everything that you see is a manifestation of what you've been talking about. In this universe, um, our words create what we will see. So if, if you're hoping to find the love of your life, that perfect person for you that's already on the earth, who's also looking for you, you are absolutely correct in that we want to avoid speaking contradictions to what we're believing to receive. For example, a wrong response to somebody who's asking, are you married, would be something like, no, I can't find the right person. Mm. Well, if you keep speaking that, remember the universe is there to obey your command, and it'll help you to make sure that you won't find the right person. Or if you say, no, there aren't any good men left to marry. Well, then it's very unlikely that you're going to attract a good man to marry. True. We attract to manifest what we speak. Use, use your guided journal to believe with gratitude that you're married. The energetics of your happiness go to work aligning your circumstances to harmonize with your desire. You're working your belief because you just know that the perfect man is somewhere out there for you. He's looking for you just as intently as you are him. You know that he's already filled with desire and love and a passion for you. You know this. And so the feeling that you have for the person you desire, those feelings are so strong that words alone can't explain it. No, you feel like you need to write some poetry. You need to paint a picture or you sing about him, something. But he's already in your soul. And you just know that you're in his soul. And you feel his presence. You stir that up. And you feel his joy. You can sense his happiness. And you're just so full of gratitude for his sense of humor and sensitivities that you know that you're already in his heart. You know that you're about to meet him. And there's no time limit on it. So you're not hurrying and you're not worrying because you realize, Jennifer, that he's being drawn to you just as surely as you're being drawn to him. And then when somebody asks, are you married? Go ahead and have some fun with it and say something like, "Um, no, we haven't set a date yet, but I know that we'll be talking about it after I meet him. You see, you're, you're reinforcing what you're expecting to attract into your life in the present tense. So continue to stir up with gratitude every day for the perfect person that already exists that you're going to be marrying. And look, be so sure of it that you're getting ready. I mean, be so excited and be so grateful that it just changes your appetite. You, you, you have butterflies in your stomach and you wake up in the morning because today is another day that he's coming closer to you and it excites you. In the imagination of your desires, you can see that the two of you already together and the two of you are loving and you're caring for each other. Wow, that's beautiful, isn't it? I think, I think you just described our story. 
didn't you? I think I may have, right? <laughs> uh, I was just so excited for Jennifer. Uh, she is working on something that's going to be <laughs> such a blessing, an eternal blessing for her. I, I just can't wait to hear from her. She's going to meet him. She's going to know his name. Gosh, our words, they're just, they're everything, aren't they? they? Really Yet are. again, here we are realizing that Absolutely. words are everything. That is, that's part of the, that's part of kinetic belief and that's how it works. You know, that's, that is one of the modalities of the kinetic belief and words are definitely things. And the life that we're living, if you look around, whatever you're seeing, those are the things that you've been talking about. We're creating with the words that we speak today. And speaking of words, the infinite power of communication, we're in day 56 of the guided journal. Nice. Words. The infinite power of communication. That's it. Fascinating. Okay. The guided portion from the journal says, now that you've accepted what surely had to come, don't let up. Potential influencers may attempt to negatively assert assumptions into your successes. Mm. Ask for wisdom to be able to recognize challenges to your positive expectations, and then revelation knowledge will come to you. Let your request be known and speak with conviction. That means just, you know, let them be known. In other words, don't keep it to yourself. Speak it, write it, talk about it, stir it up. Willfully manage your expectations for the enjoyment of your perfected desire. So absolutely, words, you know, they're like a, a rudder for our journey. Well, let's just talk about the anatomy of of manifesting for a moment. Um, Regardless of what you're kinetically believing for, and it may be the love of your life, it could be a new house, it could be whatever it is, a thing, a person. Our heart's desire for a career or a lover, a new home, car, a million dollars, the perfect puppy. It's probably the toughest one to get. Um, Or to get out of debt, whatever. All of it is attracted to manifest into our life the same way. All of it works exactly the same. So for those of you who, like me, you want to know how things work, here is a quick lesson on the law of attraction from quantum physics. All of us are human creatives. We're all spiritual beings, and we're all having a natural experience. The practical expression of our ability to attract circumstances or accomplishments things, people, the lives that we're going to experience, they are all blueprinted by our imaginations. The word that we use for the quantum substance that presents the reality that we're going to experience is just simply called belief, which has amazing references in the Bible. One passage says that faith is the substance of things that are hoped for, and it's evidence of things not yet seen. A human creative, our observation or our belief actually causes a quantum fluctuation, which results in something that physicists will call quantum tunneling. In other words, when we believe something, the energetics of our belief, it creates a bubble or a quantum void, which can only be filled by the thing that's hoped for. Well, the law of attraction goes to work attracting like kind to like kind. So there's something called the God particle which is a substance that permeates all of space. And when we create an imagination and we hold on to that thought image, that imagination by holding on to it as a storyteller, we're telling the story of what we're imagining to see, there is an alignment of energetics to that desire that results in a what's called a quantum uh, supersymmetry. Quantum supersymmetry is the, considered to be the standard model in quantum physics which says that every particle 
has a supersymmetry partner particle. In other words, the image of the thought that we have, that we're holding on to, is only one half of a creation. The partner particle, you know, we you hear people say, well, the universe has your back. That's what that's what they're beginning to to talk about. The partner particle to the image that we're imagining to believe is attracted to manifest by the God particle, which is a stabilizing constructor to every form that has form in the universe. So Without the stability of quantum supersymmetry, the universe would just collapse upon itself. There would be no form. There'd be no mass or matter. So the universe would collapse upon itself. And we know that that hasn't happened. The universe is expanding. So that's good news. Um, <laughs> we still have a, a few months left in 2020. So <laughs> we, we still have more of, more of this. So <laughs> you never know. Uh, what this means for us, though, is that our thoughts, when we continue in a thought, thinking about it, considering it, imagining it, the thought begins to attract what we've, what we're thinking about. It'll attract people. Thoughts will change our body, attract promotion. It'll change our circumstances. What I think is fascinating is that, uh, you know, you're, you're not talking about us needing some kind of supernatural intellect uh, with an ability to have some kind of super focus, laser-like concentration, which, which is great. Yeah, no, every, <laughs> That's good news. Right. Every human being is a creative factory. Every, each creative is a distribution center for their kinetic beliefs. Mm. The life experiences that unfold is the result of what each creative chooses to believe. And the things we expect to see is what determines our manifesting beliefs. Our desires have creative power. And the thought forms that we hold as judgments or ex expectations are the beliefs that we will manifest into our realities. Our unwavering expectations attract the substance of our beliefs to become our reality. And the moment we are convinced of the existence of a present tense desire, our desire becomes a real thing within the substance of matter within the universe. You know, this is, I, I think, one of the biggest challenges for new KB creatives. It's, it's getting to the place with our desires that we are no longer asking for something. Um, you know, but we've, we've become convinced that our desire, that it's already shown up, that it's here in the, in the present. Right. You know, not living by what we see. Mm. It doesn't matter if, if we can see what we're believing for or not. I always just laugh when we say that. Eh, just don't live by what you see. <laughs> right? As if it's just some... <laughs> and, you know, maybe even a better way to say that rather than live is, is don't believe that what you see is the, the end result of what you'll have. Yeah, don't believe... You know, it, it's easy to, for us to accept this idea of uh, don't believe everything you read. Right. or everything you watch. So apply the same thing. I like that better. Don't believe everything you see. The knee-jerk reaction to life is that we define ourselves easily by what we see. You look around, you see your house, you see what you've got inside the home, you see your your partner, you see your children, and you think, this is well, yeah. this is my life. Yes. This is just the way it is, and it is <laughs> what it is. Well, that's not true. Right. Unless you think it is. Mm -hmm. And you know, isn't that also when we live by what we see, when we believe everything that we see, um, it's also kind of negating the liquidity of life, the, this, this ability to shift and change and manipulate life in a way that's, that's fast and overnight. And, you know, we've all, all had those experiences where your life was one day, one, one way, one day, and then the next day it's, it's radically changed. So, you know, it also keeps us mindful of the, just the nature of life. Sure. It's, it's like you've got the six-year-old who takes a crayon and, and draws on the walls and, or breaks something in the house. And you think, oh my gosh, 
I'm raising a an, an arsonist. I'm raising a a, a, yes. a, 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 a hooligan. A hooligan. <laughs> a hooligan. You rascal. I've got a hooligan on my. But you uh, know that tomorrow your six year old will be doing something totally different well, and a, impressive. That's a great point. I had a wonderful piano teacher growing up, uh, Miss Redling. Hey, Ms. Redling. And um, she, she had this great thing. She, she raised a bunch of boys. And she said, you know, as I was raising them, I, anytime they would do something horrible or crazy, I would just ask myself, will they be doing that when they're 25? And if the answer was no, I, she just didn't worry about it. <laughs> so that's right. exactly what you're saying. You know? right. Life Phases changes. And... Things change. Sure. Well, the successful KB Creative learns that a desire held as a belief is a real thing. That's what, that is what we are uh, determining our future lives to look like. It's what we are holding as a belief. Look, it doesn't become real when we see it. Now, your husband or your wife became real when you first held him or her as a belief. Mm, I like that. The creative creator internalizes the form when, when, when we hold the belief as a desire and when we make the enlightened decision that, you know what, we're going to kinetically believe to manifest something, start by journaling the details of the holistic picture of it with clarity yeah. and hold the thought form unwaveringly in our mind by clearing every doubt, every fear, cast all that out, and by speaking affirmations with present tense gratitude. Mm-hmm. And that while meditating to see the thing we've hoped for as having already come to pass, present tense, and we see ourselves experiencing life as we expect it to be in our imaginations, and we journal what we see, what does it feel like? What does it look like? What are we doing? Uh, see ourselves placed within the environment with what we've imagined to believe and be grateful. And then the creative genius for action begins to come in. We're attracting uh, invention. We're attracting ideas. We're attracting and we're open to the, the, the suggestion from uh, the, the, the universe, the substance of our desire to, to go to a different place, to do this other thing, to make this phone call, to be open to meeting this new person mm-hmm. who's going to bring the, the other half of the equation into our lives. And I'm, I'm finding myself wondering also, what role does readiness and preparedness play in this process? Because uh, relationships, that's a great example. If you are believing for that person to, to spend your life with and to have a partner in this life, um, you know, at what point does, is the universe saying, you know, I know that you're believing for this thing, but you're not ready for it yet. Let's say, let's say you're not, you haven't learned how to unconditionally love yourself yet. Therefore you are not ready for a relationship with someone else because you haven't even conquered that aspect of your own self, self love and self relationship. Um, but I mean, is that, is the universe playing that role? Is, is the universe saying, you know, not going to meet you halfway because you're not ready for that thing yet. Is it going to make that part of your journey? How does that all fit into desire, belief, readiness? Great question. And the, the, the answer to that is, is that the practice of kinetic belief readies us mm-hmm. because it's not until we've aligned our thoughts with our desires and our imaginations and our, our words and our actions, that's the readiness for receiving mm-hmm. something new. And so if your actions don't, are not aligned with the words that you are speaking or the words are not aligned with your thoughts and, and desires, then you're not ready. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, that's a really beautiful concept. This idea that, uh, let's take the, the life partner analogy for, uh, for another second. It's really beautiful, this idea that because you're believing for that person, 
uh, for that soulmate that it's actually the process that's going to make sure that you're ready for mm -hmm. for that to show up and manifest. And I just love that it's all in all inclusive. And what a nice thing to be aware of instead of getting antsy and 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 sort of agitated in the process, going oh show up already. You know, embrace this idea that I am being prepared and I am being crafted and and as a creative, it's it's this work is being done in me while this thing is coming toward me as well. Right. If you're hoping to get married and you have an imagination for it and you have a desire for it and you're even going out to, to you're going out on the town to the coffee shop or wherever looking for this guy but you're talking <laughs> on the phone to your girlfriend and saying there's not anybody worth marrying <laughs> well you're not ready for it right. and so your actions uh, and your words are not aligned with yeah. your desire and your hope so it, the readiness is proved out through the practice of the, the modalities of the kinetic belief you know this is what I just love about the law of attraction guided journal that those guided instructions they really keep us focused on the present tense feelings of our desires that the present tense feeling of what it looks like. It keeps that lens of our imagination on exactly what I'm doing with my desire in the present tense, what I'm doing right now today in this moment. It allows me to see myself in, mm. in, the, in the environment of the life that I'm attracting. Yes, you know, the power of kinetic belief works from within our blueprint journal for the journey, mm -hmm. which is not a diary, by the way. A diary is a record of life as it happens. If we journal what's happening to us, guess what? Whatever's happening to us is going to continue to happen to us. And so that's the wrong approach. No, our kinetic belief, manifestation journal, there's a purpose for living blueprint. This is our book of convictions. This is our articles of faith, our unwavering beliefs regarding the journey that we choose for life. And it's through present tense gratitude that we stir up the emotions of gratitude, that we stir up those feelings that, that we would have the... Uh, the, the sense of satisfaction that our desire has already come to pass. The same thing, we mimic that and we stir that up within us and we do this through the meditative practice of gratitude, just mm. you know, as though we already received, like you're saying. Imagine it done. See it already done. We see ourselves practicing the thing that we want to come to pass in our imaginations and because when we do this, the material form must, it has to manifest. It always manifests according to the universal law which creates. We practice the thing we want to come to pass in our imagination, and we will be creating circumstances to appear in our lives that are aligned with our desire. Practicing the thing we want to come to pass in our imagination, that just, it puts us totally in control of our lives, doesn't it? It goes, but, but it does go both ways, right? I mean, the power of our belief means that if we stay angry about something or afraid of something, or if we have negative imaginations, those energetics begin attracting exactly what we're being pessimistic toward and about, which means they can be creating a life of sickness, of poverty, loneliness, mm -hmm. a life where someone's, yep. someone is always right. being defeated. We're living defeated. Correct. Absolutely. You know, this is one of the most important truths regarding how to manifest our best lives, our perfected desires, is don't consider and create thoughts regarding yourself in connection with sickness and disease or lack and poverty. Um, conceptualize and meditate upon perfected health. Mm -hmm. Desire yourself to be strong and well, and you'll have, and you got to want this. You see, you see yourself with great wealth. You have to want it. Journal the thought forms and imagine to see what you imagine happening to you. 
And if you do these things consistently and you do them with conviction, and if you view sickness and disease as violations of the laws of which your physical body was originally meant to represent, then your desires will always manifest in the natural around you and in your body. KB Creatives consider the thoughts that we continue to think as our greatest asset while we're here in the land of the living. Well, and something that I really, uh, we've talked about this before, and it's, it's important to acknowledge the sheer power of the written word because our thoughts are fleeting and our words are fleeting. If you speak something, if you think something, it is gone in that moment, it's past. But to, to put it down and to write it down, it has such a depth of making it so and this is sort of a funny example, but I was reading, I was cleaning out my, off my laptop the other day and I was reading emails from a few years ago and they were hilarious. And I was, I was just thinking, I didn't sound like that then, but I would have, and obviously I did cause I wrote it, but <laughs> it was just a funny thing to read who you were, you know, a snippet of who you were a few years ago, but I would have never known that had it not been written down. So just, just the act of writing, I think has such powerful connotations with it. You're sort of setting it in stone. It's, like you always tell us, it's a logbook for the present to know where what you're desiring today. It's a logbook for what's coming. And then you can even look back to see where you've been. It is, it's just so innately powerful. Or when you're looking back, you see that, oh, this is a conversation I've had before. Yes. It, you, we're, we <laughs> maybe yes. talk and say, hey, Meg, I've got a great idea. And you're like, didn't we have this great idea like a year ago? <laughs> yeah, but I didn't write it down, you see. So now yes. it's a really good idea because I'm going to write this idea down. But that's a wonderful point because it's so human to ex- be excited for something and about something and then forget and move on. Um, but having it in your, and this is, I see the journal too, for, for me personally at least, it's a very sacred space and it's where I sort of pour myself into into this kinetic belief lifestyle. And so having that, you know, I don't even know what that word is. You know, I think of some sort of, um, it's not a dictate, it's something. It's an article of faith. It's It's a conviction. It's an article of faith, yes. It's your convictions for life. And this is how we become what we want to be. Mm. How we do what we want to do. We choose to see ourselves as the greatest version of ourselves. And we do the work. We do the journaling. We do the blueprinting. And we keep moving beyond and advancing, just like the expanding universe. We do the work of expanding ourselves Mm. and not repeating the same stuff. If you're going round and round the round-robin way of life, it's because we're not purposing to advance ourselves beyond where we were last Thanksgiving. Right. And I love that you brought the word repetition because that is such a part of the human condition condition that we are combating as KP creatives, isn't it? I mean, we find ourselves repeating all the time. And if we keep doing that, and, and not to say that there's not power and consistency, I guess that's a different topic, but just being able to overcome that repetitious lifestyle by growth and, and keeping an idea and, a, and just a pulse on, on what we're actually doing. Change, if you want to change what you have, you got to change what you're thinking about, change what you're doing, change yes. the actions. It always requires change, and it begins with our belief system. For example, you know, if I wanted to become an actor, the first thing that I would do, I'd, I would go to work on intensifying my desire to become a great actor. Okay, it's not just enough just to want to be one. I have to intensify the desire, mm. intensify it, get behind it. And I picture myself as one of the greats, not just as an actor, mm. because I want to become, you know, tremendously good at this profession. And so I, I imagine myself on stage or in a movie and I see myself totally immersed in a character. 
and I'm, I'm believable. I see that. I am so believable as a character, and I imagine myself as the great actor that's causing the stagehands and the camera people and the makeup artists and the directors and everybody standing around the peripheral catching a tear because I've been emotional <laughs> or the jaws are, are slackened because of the, the, the intensity of my acting. They believe that they're back in the old West because of my acting ability. And I see that and I'm stirring that up within myself to be gut wrenchingly moved by uh, my performance. And I can see this and I expect it and I'm looking for the opportunities now to prove it. And so even though I may be right here at the very beginning of this, you see, I'm, I'm working with a coach and I'm still in my mind, in imagination, in my journal, my articles of faith, my convictions here, I'm still the greatest actor in, in my opinion of myself. I'm here to, to put in the work now to manifest those opportunities and to become what I'm imagining to be. And as, as all of those images are now growing in my mind, the creative forces from within me and from my surroundings and the environment begin to go to work and everything's beginning to change. My circumstances, opportunities now are starting to show up. What's happening? They're rearranging my thoughts and my expectations and the energetics of my desire. It's changing my circumstances and everything's beginning to align to make this come to pass. The manifestation of the demand that I'm putting on my inner genius is moving uh, toward me as I'm moving toward it. This is what a successful actor does mm. to blueprint themselves into the uh, actor of their desires. And what's really profound about all of this, Meg, is that this is the process where there is nothing that can prevent that person or stop them from becoming exactly what they desire to be. The mm. only thing that can stop them is for them to stop themselves while in the process by replacing it with an excuse, replacing it with another uh, imagination to do something else, something different, or the imagination of failure. Um, and that's, that's how all of this works. Well, and I love that because as a KB creative going through this process, going through this life, one of the biggest hurdles that I think a lot of us have is just the seemingly simple idea of believing that you really can be great. I can be a great person human being. I can achieve massively great things and make a make an impact on the planet while I'm, while I'm here and in this life. And so I love what you the what you just described to us because that really feels like almost the antidote to not being able to believe we're great. You know, a lot of us feel average. A lot of us feel like, you know, okay, I can achieve a comfortable life, but that's about it. But to to truly get into that headspace of believing we can be so great and more than we ever imagined everything you just told us it's it's just so powerful and that's really the linchpin of, of achieving all that right it's not looking for the validation from others that to tell you that you're great no that comes from within no, you are validating no. yourself you are you are developing the self-image of mm. greatness you are the one we are the one that are seeing ourselves as becoming that stellar representation of what we imagine to be in the exact same way that the athlete who's training to become a professional imagines himself as Competed, competing in a perfected form. You know, they see themselves as strong mm -hmm. and performing at the highest level of their ability. The professional athlete is equally driven now to entertain audiences, mm -hmm. just like the actors wanting to, the, the belief of those watching. The athlete is, is motivated by the entertainment 
uh, aspect of it. There's, there's this connectivity in it. And so the athlete is imagining the highest conception for themselves from the highest viewpoint possible regarding their sport while applying the, the imagination of, of victory. Well, and what's so exciting too is what you're describing to us is, is also something we're attaching to our original unique genius of purpose that you tell us about all the time, that, that thing that makes us us, that no one else in the world can offer. So attaching this level of excellence and inner dialogue and imagining that level of greatness, but applying it to our unique perspective. It's just so exciting. Um, but gosh, isn't that it? Just the actor, the athlete, they have that inner dialogue that they're adding to as they continue on their journey. Um, you know, they're not just sitting at home wishing and hoping. That's and Exactly. Yeah. That's right. No, we first become in our desires thoughts and and storytellers that of who we imagine to be and the manifestation is as sure as the expectation ralph waldo emerson said that who you are is speaking so loudly that i can't hear what you're saying <laughs> we become that in our minds in our imaginations <laughs> first you see that. yourself as that first yeah and and then everything else aligns with it don't just talk the talk live it Embody your convictions, do the work of belief, and let your best life meet you there. Mm. For anyone who's looking for love, maybe you've been in relationships before that didn't end well. Uh, We all have a certain amount of baggage from the past. I mean, you know, the difference between those who are able to move on and prosper in in future romantic relationships and those who, who get bogged down is just something called forgiveness. Forgiveness allows us to get rid of that baggage. And in other words... Look, it's never a good idea to begin a new adventure without unpacking your bags from the previous one. Why is it that forgiveness is so hard to do? One reason is habits are hard to break, right? In other words, holding on to things can feel comforting, even if those things are not good for us. It lets us justify our past decisions and past relationships, and it lets us feel that you know, we're in familiar surroundings, not the great unknown of a new adventure. But the fact is that even if it feels like we're accomplishing something that's important, holding on to the past holds us back. It keeps us there. It keeps us in the past. We were created to, to go and to grow and to advance, to let go of the past, good or bad, and turn from it while we learn from it and move on to create something that's extraordinary for today and tomorrow. And it just takes a little bit of bravery and it takes a lot of determination. If, if you've determined that you're ready for that new romantic relationship, one that is so amazing that the rest of us will be sending out Valentine's Day cards with a photo of you guys on <laughs> holding hands on a beach. And if, you, if you're ready to do the work of kinetic belief, but you still find yourself just not able to let go of something, even though you'd much rather forgive and forget, look, it's time to rewrite the story. Stop telling others what was wrong with the person that you used to be married to or what was wrong with you or what was wrong with both of you. You're, you're the storyteller. Change the story that you're telling when you think about the past. Don't look at your past as some kind of tragedy. Learn to really see yourself as the author of the story that you're living the story that you are attracting. It's vital that we realize just how powerful a position that is for us to be in as creatives. As the person telling this story, don't lay blame on yourself, your past partners, or your family, anyone from the past. Remember that the practice of unconditional love is a no-blame game. Seize your authority for creating your best life by doing what most people cannot do because it can be so difficult, and that is to forgive. If you ever want to love again, 
you have to first move on with your life by forgiving, by forgiving yourself, forgiving the person that hurt you. Take away only the positive lessons from the experience and, and just let go of the pain and the hurt and the blame because those feelings aren't helpful to you or anyone else. They just make you suffer. Set yourself free. You'll suffer by continuing to manifest the life you've lived to experience it over again and again and again. Set your future partner free too. Whether or not they were connected to those painful experiences in your past, you've, got, you've chosen to be with them and to love them. So don't project past feelings of hurt onto them. They aren't the bad guy. If you haven't forgiven the past, I'm telling you, those negative practiced energetics, they're going to come out and it'll be a matter of time before both of you are going to fail if you still have a sad story to tell. A sad story attracts sad circumstances. And you're the author of this story. While every relationship has, has challenges at times, our overall narrative can always be positive. It can always be beautiful. It can always be empowering if we write it that way. Wow. Well, I would say that day 56 has definitely given us something to set us free. <laughs> That's We are equipped officially. The infinite power of communication will take care of it, right? Yes. Day 56 from the journal. Let's work on some guided thought forms. Let's do it. Just say this out loud. Say, I communicate with confidence and calmness. I communicate with confidence and calmness. I never hurry or worry. I never hurry or worry. I speak easily. I speak easily. With confidence and poise. With confidence and poise. I patiently wait for my turn to speak. I patiently wait for my turn to speak. But when I speak, <laughs> but when I speak, I speak with a high level of confidence. I speak with a high level of confidence. Each word that I speak, each word that I speak comes from confidence. Comes from confidence. And who I am. And who I am. And what I expect. And what I expect. Every breath I take. Every breath I take results in a greater feeling. Results in a greater feeling of peace and calmness. Of peace and calmness. Regardless of the circumstances. Regardless of the circumstances. I am confident and relaxed. I am confident and relaxed. Even the most stressful situations, even the most stressful situations are easy for me to navigate. Are easy for me to navigate. So they're not stressful. So they're not even stressful. Because <laughs> I'm a KB creative. Because I'm a KB creative. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this has been wonderful, Steve. Um, if you do want to take a look at the guided journal that Stephen talked about today, day 56, you can do that at stephencanyon.com. We have the digital version or the hard copy. Uh, worldwide shipping is free. So much fun. So much fun. Love can, you guys all love, over the world. Love to all the KB. Yes. around the world and thanks as usual Steve for all the wisdom. Bye.